make you go hmm. Welcome, listeners, to your election primary edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. Because, you know, it's rough out here for a pimp. You know, we're in the middle of a panorama. It's hard. It's hard right now. Well, what was the word you came up with the other week, though? That was a good one. I don't know. I don't know. Panoram, panogram, panacea. Anyway, welcome to this um, slap together episode because it's uh, a primary night and we're determined to have an episode that's new tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and we're watching it. We are watching these numbers. It's true. We invited a friend to our watch party. Who's here with us this evening? Who that is? This is Takeen Cooper, Mr. Six One and a Half and counting. You did not gain another half inch. Yes, he did. I, I can't. I promise you, I did. I need, I need proof. <laughs> well, I mean, that will be a violation of HIPAA if my PCP released that. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here with y'all tonight. You know, this is my first time being invited on RVA Dirt in well over 12 months. Um, and I'm just, I'm just thankful that, that I'm, that I'm, that I was invited here tonight to, uh, to share some analysis of, of tonight's primary. Sick of you already. <laughs> We didn't get in the first five minutes. I'm sick of you already. You've been counting the months. Yes, I have. Uh-huh. But y'all did, y'all did have me do um, a Twitter thread on um, after the November election. So I you guess this fact. might be a new tradition. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna tag right on to that because there were some important hot takes that you were sharing on that thread. That are proving very, very, uh, I don't know, true right about now. Let's talk about it. We got our own psychic network right here. <laughs> Call me now for your free tarot reading. So, so listen, and so, so first of all, you know, I want to thank everyone who ran uh, in the primaries. Like being a candidate is not an easy thing. No, and, um, you know, I think a lot of people will play Monday morning quarterback um, a lot of people will begin to point fingers and and justify how things turn out the way they turned out, right? Yep. But For all um, sorts of reasons. And you know, maybe maybe we'll delve into that. Maybe we won't. Only thing I'm gonna say is this was, in fact, not the only thing he said. I've been I've been around the block a long time in this game, and so I don't just come out and just share these theories because the noodle sticks to the wall or it doesn't like this is evidence-based approach Mm -hmm. and so you know sometimes you know I told y'all before I grew up in the church and you know sometimes you know when I grew up in the church you know when when the preacher says something that that hit home you said ouch you know that's the way that we did it in my church um because you know you're stepping on your toes I know that sometimes my approach ain't for everybody, hmm. you know, and and um, and that's okay. But my job is just tell the truth when people ask. Okay. And um, so you know, I, I think there, I think we can learn some things tonight that some people didn't want to learn in the general election in 2020, hmm. in the presidential primary in 2020, 
mm. in the presidential primary in 2016. Like, mm. I, I, I think there are some lessons for us to learn. And, you know, th- I hope people are looking at that mirror of truth tonight and saying, yo, like, some of y'all really ruined some great candidates hmm. by some of these antics. And, you know, I mean, l- let's just start, let's just call it what it is. Virginians are not anti-Dominion. So y'all can stop. Y'all can <laughs> talk about me being on Tom Farrell's plantation. Like, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, like, all of these terrible takes that y'all have, the polling consistently shows 75% of Virginians agree or approve of dominion and so we can say oh we don't want to believe polls and all this what we what we've seen in polls and what's coming out in this in these primary results tonight the polls didn't lie hmm. here's another and before so, you and, go and, too and, far and, and so and so we just okay. need to stop like oh my goodness dominion i hate the, like no man like it, are there some things that dominion does that are, that i don't agree with absolutely are there yeah. some things that some that Every candidate does that. I don't agree with absolutely. Are there some things that Tykeen says and believes today that Tykeen didn't say and believe five years ago? Absolutely. Yep. Like people grow. But this notion that we're just going to like, if someone accepts Dominion money, they're just automatically bad and people aren't going to vote for them. Like that might feel good in your group chats. That might feel good when you get a couple (laughs) likes on Twitter. But the truth of the matter is that ain't Virginians. Like Twitter is bubble politics. And so until we accept the truth, like we're going to continue to see the same things over and over and over. And so when candidates tell me I'm not going to accept Dominion money, it's like, okay, all right. Well, I mean, I like to know why, you know, I mean, I met with a candidate who told me I'm not going to take Dominion money. It's like, how many Dominion employees are in your district? Actually, I don't know. So, so you're going to tell, you have 10,000 Dominion employees in your district. You're going to tell all of them, I don't want your vote because of your employee. Okay. I, I mean, hey, right. if, if you're automatically discounting 10,000 people who may vote for you, you know, you're already behind the eight ball. But ho, 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 ho. Before, because that's a good point. But before, because you, amen. At my church, we say, amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Amen. Oh, amen. Dang. Listen, hold on. Pause right there. Because this is a perfect example. We have people that'll be like, I don't want Dominion money. I'm not going to accept Dominion money. I'm anti-Dominion. And we know in Virginia what that means. If you're anti-Dominion, then that means that you're getting whose money? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you're getting the antithesis of Dominion, which is what they like to call themselves. And there's two donors and they will throw you coins. So either you're getting that Dominion money or you're getting that clean whose money. Don't Don't play coins. Because if you can accept Dominion, it, and what gets me is the reason that people don't want to accept Dominion money. Oh, well, Dominion is corrupt. Dominion thinks that if you give this candidate, I remember people dragged a school board representative in the third district because she received, it was like less than $1,000 from a Dominion person. And they dragged her like, that money is going to buy your boat. But... <laughs> But really, but Michael Bills and Sonya Smith can donate a million, and the same theory doesn't apply. I don't know. I'm mean, it's I, these purity tests that y'all coming up with are interesting, real interesting. Zero, zero sum advocacy is 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 a loser strategy. Like you know, I mean, I um, 
I I really just I wonder why we why we have candidates and you know this is something that I got some flat forward in my inbox yesterday, but you know I mean I, y'all know me I mean I'm gonna say what I say and I say it with my chest like mm-hmm. yo at the end of the day I think people have to make a decision like when you're running for for office like mm-hmm. are you trying to be a candidate? Do you want to be an or an influencer and a talking head on Twitter? Like there are a lot of a, a lot of folks. Pause, 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 pause. Because that's that's the word. That's the word. Okay, hold on. Again, amen. Say it again. Say it again. And I think you have a choice to make. Like, are you going to be a candidate? Or are you going to be a talking head on Twitter? I feel like when I see some of these decisions being made, I'm like, oh, this person is just trying to get verified on Twitter. Like that's what they're doing. Oh man. Be, and, and you know it's like hey like you can get some likes and i mean listen like the thing that i really cannot figure out is why we have people consistently tripping over each other trying to say that they are the most progressive candidate in a race in the commonwealth of virginia right because it's the commonwealth trendy. of virginia but, but because if we talk about virginia right when we look at 27, I mean, 2016 presidential primary, right? Uh-huh. Bernie Sanders won what? Four localities. 20, oh, 2020, Bernie Sanders won three localities. Three. Don't get the Bernies up. Don't get the Bernies up, please. Harrisonburg, Charlottesville, and Floyd County. He won three localities. So why, like, two of which have I, college, then go ahead. Go ahead. The thing that like blows my mind is, you know, I was taught that the definition of insanity is do the same thing and expect different results. Now, are there some good things that happen under a progressive platform? Absolutely. But this notion that I have to be the most progressive candidate, like that was just a losing strategy, especially when you're running against a governor who many people can argue was the most progressive governor in Virginia's history until Ralph Northam in 2019. And not just that, it's the point of people think that, I I guess we all have amnesia and we all have very short lived, what the, we we all have short memories and we all have very short lived, you know, attention spans to remember how you vote, (laughs) how you campaigned in the past. Not to say that people can't change, but I mean, politics is like a wave, right? There's a crest, the wave crest, there's a roll. Sorry, I couldn't resist. How is it that you guys go from (laughs) all these years, several years in office, right? To I'm a, won't call no names, but I'm a moderate. Might be a conservative at best, really, but we're not going to go there. And then all of a sudden, there's this race to... Oh, my goodness. I need to be a progressive. Hold on. Hot off the press. What? Dave Wasserman has, uh, at Redistrict on Twitter, has Mm -hmm. seen enough. And so what has he seen enough of? Who is he calling now? Lee Carter just lost his nomination for... House of Delegates. So he lost. He, but oh.
But that's because he so, was too busy on Twitter telling everybody about what the other candidate wasn't doing right and blah, blah, blah. Like, he spent a okay. lot of time on Twitter talking to the Twitter bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if every one of those people that retweeted and liked and followed him had voted for him, he'd be those in the number. Th- those ain't the Virginians, man. Let- let's just call it what it is. Those I'm aren't I'm just Virginians. saying, I know this. I know this. If we could say the same thing about the McClellan crew. If everybody that was retweeting, liking, posting, talking in these circles. So, I mean. Where the votes? I mean, okay. So, so there are a couple things I want to hold. There are a couple things I want to touch on. Let's talk about the gubernatorial primary real quick, right? At this time, Terry McAuliffe has 62%. Mm-hmm. So, so no matter how you cut it and say, oh, well, it's because everybody else split the vote and it was head to head. Add them together. 62%. Add them together. You won't get half of that. Add them together. 62%? Like, that, that's really, really, that's really hard to do in a five-person race. No matter how you cut it, like, 62% is a lot. And mm-hmm. then, on the flip side of that, right, when they're like, well, there are too many people, on the flip side of it, which... I mean, people going to be in my mentions about this, but, you know, say on my chest. This notion of he's only going to win because people only get one vote. And if it was ranked choice, he would probably lose. That's not what the data is showing us either. Like, if this was ranked choice, he would have won it on the first ballot. Thank you. Thank you. I just – it it just boggles me. It boggles me that people – First of all, 62% is more than half. Let's just stop there. More than half lean to one side. And so for all of the people that are jumping in saying, well, if he has stayed out and, you know, the, the vote, the black vote got split between, you know, the two black women and all of this, like that, those, those premises, those hot takes would stand up if they both had one, if the margin wasn't so great, and if they both had numbers that we could just add up and get anywhere close to him. I mean, let's look at the, I mean, what are the numbers? What, what are, what is, what is, what did they pull? What did the gens pull? Uh, Jennifer Carroll Foy, 73,000. This is 86% reporting. Jennifer Carroll Foy, 80, uh, 73,000. Jennifer McClellan, 39. Justin Fairfax, 13. Lee Carter, 10. Like, I mean, uh, what, what really, I mean, the analysis that no one's going to talk about is Justin Fairfax could potentially get 5% tonight. Hmm. And, you know, Justin Fairfax didn't run a campaign at all. He didn't have any money. Nothing. And he still got, and, you know, he just embroiled, by, embroiled by scandal, called himself mm-hmm. Emmett Till and George Floyd, mm-hmm. and he still got 5%. Mm-hmm. 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 And this so is you, you know, like, you know, like, 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 can we really talk about how disgusting it is to hmm. compare yourself to Emmett Till and George Floyd and you're alive? Like, come yeah. on, like, you got to be kidding me. He said it in the first week. He said he had been lynched by, you know, a black man lynched. But, but here, high, here, high tech lynching. He, he, he invoked uh, Clarence Thomas, high tech lynching. Yes. So let's, 
but let's take that to the, to the, to another level. When we talked about, and I remember talking about this, when the early poll numbers came out on name recognition and people asked me what my hot take was. And I said, single digit name recognition numbers got to change and got to change fast or campaigns are not going to survive this. People told me, jumped on me with their hands and feet. That doesn't make a difference. Name recognition doesn't mean anything. Every vote (laughs) of those Fairfax votes came from name recognition and him just being there because he didn't run a campaign. He didn't raise any money. He was just there. Being the lieutenant governor, he was just there. People knew his name, but name recognition don't matter. I mean, it's like this. Um, I have a family member who is uh, in her 70s who called me several months back and said, hey, I didn't see you on the lieutenant governor's endorsement list. Hmm. Um, And so I shared with her then, I was like, well, you won't see me on this endorsement (laughs) list. Like, number one, I can't endorse in this race. But number two, I'm definitely not going to endorse Justin Fairfax, right? Like, um, and she was like, why? Like, they're just trying to bring this good black man down. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I was like, respectfully, I disagree. And, you know, but I mean, I just don't think that at this time he's suitable to be the chief executive of Virginia. Right. And discounted that voice. Generationally, there are some folks who continue to believe in Justin Fairfax. And I've had numerous calls, right? Like, I mean, I'm in some ways, I'm the Adam Schefter of, of politics, right? Like, my phone is always ringing. Like, there are so many people who are like, hey, man, I'm going to vote for Justin Fairfax. Like, I, I believe him. And I was like, hey, that's your prerogative? Like, okay. But I, I'm telling you, like, contrary to what some people believe, like, I'm actually talking to community, right? And mm-hmm. I'm listening to these people. I'm going into the barbershops. There was a tenant there that there are there there there's a segment of the population who continue to believe in Justin Fairfax regardless. And some of them are they met him eight years ago when he ran for attorney general. Some of them were all in on in 2017. Like there's a segment of the population. And even after the terrible take of he was Emmett Tilled and, and George Floyd. People still, he still got 13,000 votes. Yes. And many of them are a lot of black, vo- black votes that feel and sympathize or have empathy with his side or version of his Me Too situation. How many black people, you know, know a black person that, uh, a black man, black uncle, black son, black father, black cousin that has been wrongly, falsely accused, um, some type of a variation in there, or just accused in general. And we all know, we know how that culture works. Even when they may be guilty, there's an auntie in the family that's going to take them in. There's, that's, that's what exists a lot of times in our community. So everybody can identify with oh man, I know somebody who got accused of something that they didn't believe. And he leans on that and has hard leaned on it. 
And there are some black people that will forever in that generation that will forever believe that that is the case with him. And they ran down to the ballot booth with their vote for him on that. And that's cool. That's cool. But even after all of that, he still pulled 13,000. So one thing that I, I do want to, I want to say, um, cause I was on this very venue, uh, two years ago now. And, you know, I was one of those people uh, early on February 1st, 2019, they said that, uh, governor Northam should resign that, um, I didn't think he was suitable, you know? And I, I think that like, there's a difference between eligibility and suitability, right? But I said I thought that he wasn't suitable to, to lead Virginia. And, um, you know, to our surprise, I think we can say 70% of Virginians, but they, they he didn't resign on February 2nd, 2019. Or well, February 10th and- or 15th or 30th. And he put his head down and, uh, you know, Governor Northam has did a lot of work. And um, because of the work, he went to, like, his endorsement meant so much, right? Like, I mean, we look at the lieutenant governor's race. Mm -hmm. His endorsement is probably the reason why Delegate... Ayala uh-huh. is going to be the next lieutenant governor of Virginia. And so, like, I know that all political science departments all over the country are doing, like, case studies on uh-huh. on Northam, right? Uh-huh. Um, and now Cuomo. Yeah, because Cuomo is, is trying to trying to do some of the same things as as Northam, but I think like you have to add context to like his history and like he has a different approach, right? Like he has yeah. consistently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting night. Like I said, I don't want to like, I don't want to bash uh, the other candidates, even even some of them that fundamentally I, I, I just don't agree with them. Um, some of them like um like some of the things they did, it was just I'd rather hear uh, nails on the chalkboard than <laughs> than some of the some of their approaches. But you know, like I mean, running for public office isn't an, is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm 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 appreciative, and I think that in some ways um, we will have a stronger slate in in November because of their candidacy. But I mean, let's just call it what it is. Some of these attacks, like uh, former delegate Carol Foy's attacks on McCullough, like that's going to be a, an ad literally tomorrow. Like when this yeah. goes live, <laughs> the show that's going to be that's going to be an ad for Glenn Young, right? Yep. Um, yep. And I, I mean, it comes with territory, but and you know, I, I think we definitely. Uh, Hopefully we learn some lessons here. I, I mean, I, I mean, what 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 y'all learn? What what did y'all learn from tonight so far? What have y'all learned? That's what I want to know. What did I learn from the results? 
I can't say and, that I learned a whole lot from and, the results. What I, I learned, I, I do want to say, um, Delegate Bagby has ninety one percent. Could so Google far, it? With eighty two percent reporting. How about um, Born? Seventy percent. And his candidate was a anti, very anti Dominion candidate. Yeah. His opponent. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. All right. Well, I'm gonna just say what I said. They they out here celebrating. Somebody got fireworks outside. You hear? I've got fireworks going on here. That somebody's been letting off mortars all day, all wow. day. And I'm like, it's sunshiny, and you're wasting all that that pretty pretty gunpowder or whatever is in there. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it outside, but. So what I learned, you know, I learned, and it's not necessarily I learned from the results because, you know, we all have hot takes and, you know, we talk about these things in, in different different forms, different ways, group chats, inboxes, what have you. So the results don't, don't really shock me. A lot of people in my inbox right now, I'm so shocked. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I think somebody replied back to us on Twitter. It was like, I feel sick. Get some antacids because I keep getting notifications, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm sorry. What? What's up? Give it. I can hold my point. Give it. I'm I'm just looking at the map. Mm -hmm. This isn't quite what what we saw um, Biden do. This isn't quite, but McCullough, and I mean, he's won. Every locality that's reporting. Wow. The only places that he has not won are places that aren't reporting yet. Okay. King William, Prince George, Lunenburg, Craig County. Like, yeah. Hmm. Every locality that he's won. Like, sweeping the whole Commonwealth of Virginia. Like, I mean... Let's just go up here to Charlottesville. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so I'm going to finish my thought. You know, I didn't, I'm not really shocked by the results, but what I'm really shocked by is the continued use of bad tactics and bad strategy, even as poll after poll after poll, you know, educated advice after advice after advice after pull you to the side sis after let me holler at you about this after these things like and not just in this particular race this was i mean this primary is not necessarily special for that we saw it in the 2020 elections and primaries the same it's like over and over and over and what disappoints me is that Twitter didn't learn and the candidates that watched before they even declared didn't learn from not necessarily their past mistakes, but they didn't, they didn't see it. And I can't say that is politics is a study of, of people and of, and of, of it's, it's really people science. 
science. It's, it's social science. It's the study of social science because not all folks are the same, but people are pretty predictable when they tell you, when as my grandma used to say, when, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. People tell you how they're going to lean based on many factors, right? And so when you see what's coming down the pipeline, but you are insistent on this is the way I'm going to do it. Again, I don't know if that's, yes, that's a definition of insanity, but I don't know if that is I'm stubborn, I'm too arrogant to, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it's almost as if folks thought that the wheel was going to be reinvented with this, with this primary and like while i appreciate the terminology that's not really what being a progressive candidate really means and it's it's wild you know because we all know in politics in order to really affect the change that you want to see and drive large-scale change you have to collaborate and work together and so to see some of the strategies that were employed in a lot of these campaigns it or the lack thereof i don't know i don't know i don't know like it did it, it doesn't yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's it. That's the part. That's the part for me. That's mind-boggling. Is I don't think they remembered or they saw it or paid attention or I don't know. You know, I I, I will say um, it looks like the only I think the only candidate that double foul that won a nomination tonight. Is Jay Jones? So yeah. they've called the they've called the attorney general race, but he's and you know, but Jay Jones did win the nomination for uh, for House of Delegates, mm-hmm. but Mark Levine lost both. Both Lee Carter won, lost both. Both. Um, you know, I, I think the 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 surprise of the night will be a delegate heretic lost. Mm. Um, I think that's going to be a surprise of the night. But, you know, we got another really interesting one down here that um, is too early to call, but District 86, Delegate Samira, Mm. um, he's down about 200 votes, but it's about 1,800 outstanding. So... Mm. Wowzers. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. And, 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 and you know, ballot, there's. Right? Huh? <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. He almost ended up not on the ballot, right? Yes. Well, so you remember he was one of those candidates in there with. Uh, that didn't submit information on time, but his was postmarked. Right. So even though they hadn't received it because it was postmarked before the deadline, they still accepted it. You know, another one is District 84. Um, remember, that's the Tracy Ligwood and Kim Milnick. Yes. Uh, I was remember, um, Kim Milnick is the Democratic nominee. Remember, there were people saying that she was 
a Republican and that she shouldn't be on the ballot. Um, And, uh, but she, the voters came out and, you know, like we can definitely have a conversation another time, how some people are saying that she should be disqualified from the ballot. Like that's not what happens in democratic primaries. Like, Nope. You know, once again, you know, um, what's the name? Rachel Bitkoffer had said something the other day about Democrats didn't have to wait. The Democratic Party could get behind a nominee. It's like, no, like that's not our party plan. Right. Like and I, I think some of these things sound really, really nice on Twitter. And but like that's against our party plan. But um, another hotly contested race was District Two. Remember Candy King? Mm-hmm. and uh pam montgomery and candy king was another candidate who accepted dominion donation mm-hmm. and had been eviscerated on social media and, um, and just for the, our listeners who don't know what district that is that is the former seat of jennifer carroll jennifer Ford. carroll yeah so um for those of y'all who don't know jennifer carroll for former delegate jennifer carroll Ford, she was elected in 2017 she actually beat Candy King's husband, Josh King, Josh for the nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Delegate Carol Foy won election 2017, won re-election 2019, and resigned from the House of Delegates before session because two, two in Virginia... So in Virginia, you cannot raise money during General Assembly session. Um, mm-hmm. So she resigned... Some people say that was a phenomenal strategy. Some people say that it wasn't. Um, so she resigned. So we had a special election. Candy King won. So then she became delegate. So she was seated like right before session. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's an election year. And so she did not take the, the pledge that she would not accept Dominion money. And um, Twitter went nuts. So, so she was she was a target um and mm-hmm. but she won 68 percent of the votes today wowzers how was that so i mean once again i i hate to be a broken record but virginians are not anti-dominion like just because you say something on twitter um just because your circles says things long enough that you start believing it um twitter twitter is not the electorate um, it's not the electorate and, and what's what really and, 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 and there was a poll like a few months back and i remember retweeting it only 23 percent of americans are on twitter and so it's like uh-huh. this whole notion that we're building this digital campaign and digital presence is important but i'll it tell is- you this and, and regardless of what people say about um, uh, former Governor McCullough and his ability, a lack thereof, of dancing. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he does a swing everywhere he goes in 2021 even. Yo, that video got 212,000 views. And so regardless of what you say, like, yo, that's that's impressive. And one thing that I really, really appreciated, like, um, I, I saw some people, and as much as folks say, yo, um, like, how do we grow the electorate? How do we do this? 
there were a lot of people who had never been involved in politics mm-hmm. who were excited about coming out voting for Terry McAuliffe. I got on Twitter the other day. I opened up Twitter, literally. And I was like, yo, that's my former barber. Like, <laughs> my childhood barber who went to prison, had his rights restored, he endorsed Terry McCullough, and he was at, he he helped host an event in Lynchburg for him. And, like, he had, he's never been involved in politics. It's the barbershop, right? Like, we talk about politics in there, but yeah. he had never been involved. He couldn't vote. Right. And so, I, you know, like, I think it was a terrible strategy when Delegate Carol Floyd made the comment, like, we are not all criminals. Like, like it was a it was a huge deal the restoration of rights in Virginia. Yes, it was. And I, and I think that we are. Um, I think it's been, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we have this this willingness to forget or if people weren't paying attention, but Virginia looked a lot differently from 2013 to 2017, a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and and you know, I mean, I McCullough was a was a, a a pretty popular governor, and you know, but I, I will say this: November is not going to be a cakewalk. Glenn Youngkin is going to invest as much money as he possibly has to. Yeah, um, they're going to he's going to try to invest money in some of these down ballot races. Mm-hmm. Um, like this ain't a cakewalk, and so you know, I know that some people are are hurt tonight. Um, their preferred candidate didn't win, and like uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry that it, that it played out this way, but we need everybody. Like we gotta get to work now. Like we cannot, we 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 can't say I'm not gonna vote and I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Like because if you want, like if you want to really be regressive, if you want hand, to go hand back, hand them the seat, like. And not only governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, right? Like, you know, I mean, all of the progress that we've made in Virginia, Virginia could very easily be Texas or Georgia and like some of the things that we're seeing with voting rights there, some of the things that we're seeing, like, I mean, I think people forget the vaginal ultrasound bill yes. in Virginia, right? Like, like. Yes. We talk about a woman's right to choose. We talk about cannabis, like all of the progress that we've made over the past 10 or 12 years can be gone mm-hmm. if people um, are unwilling to like coalesce around our nominees. I'm enth- enthusiastically supporting our nominees um, and I'm ready to get to work, you know, and, and t- tonight, not tomorrow. Not in a few hours right now. I'm ready to get to work. Well, you put in work on our show. We just gonna rename this Mr. Six One and a Half Show. <laughs> Cause this was your show. Well, don't be quiet now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry I dominated the mic. I apologize. <laughs> I, I thought y- I thought y'all let the guest speak. We did. We did. I'm just teasing. We did. You spoke. You spoke. Okay, where am I welcome? You no. did. It's okay. No, we ain't giving you no green jacket though. You're sitting in you're sitting in my spot tonight because um I can't really form thoughts. So thanks. Heather Don, how you doing? You, you feeling good? 
no, <laughs> like absolutely, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. So I'm grateful that there is somebody else uh, that's willing to, to chitty chat this evening about uh, what's this thing that we're doing. See, I got chemo brain, messed me all up. I got two, I got two rounds left. Thank God. Then maybe, maybe this mush will start working again. It will solidify and start working again. You but do the little TikTok dance to my house. Oh, hey, I, hey, Matt, I did it on the golf course this afternoon. No, you did well, you, you couldn't tell me nothing. Well, I hit my little strut up to the ball. Oh, I'm gonna have to record me a TikTok for that. Yes, please. I'm done. I will have like all the hot takes as soon as we stop recording. <laughs> uh, you know my, you know my inbox open, Heather Dawn. As soon as we stop recording, like all the stuff will come, but that's okay. Or like at, at 3 a.m. when I'm having hot flashes and I can't uh, go to sleep. Uh, the inbox. But that's fine. They'll get out there some way, somehow. Um, I do want to say, though, that what I have learned is that um, it doesn't matter how many times you say a thing, people aren't going to listen. Yeah. They're just not. As a matter of fact, that's a good point to that, Melissa. Takim, would you be so kind as to tell us the uh, results from the uh, the Commonwealth Attorneys race right now? You know, they aren't final yet, actually. Um, so Katie Sponsler is the nominee for House of Delegates. So for well, the listeners who don't follow the races by name, that is the so, former the seat that uh, Kirk Cox... Long- Hell for a very long time, yes. Yes. And yeah, Sean, uh, Sheila Bottom Coleman previously ran for that seat as well. But oh, Commonwealth's attorney, uh, I think it's still a little bit too early to call. Okay. But with 48% of precincts reporting, Commonwealth's attorney McKeachin has 74% mm-hmm. of votes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I got a hot take, but it, it's, it's, it's a little inappropriate. So um and, and well, I, I, I mean, this is this may end up having to just be aired on podcast because of <laughs> our our rules and regulations anyway so if you've got a hot take go ahead I, I mean it's just that like some of the ways that um I, i'll say this tonight throughout virginia and uh i think it's uh it's a very good night for quote unquote moderates. Hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I, I will say that. Uh, but that's what Virginia so, is. Like, I, I'm just, I just wanted somebody to answer. I'm just saying, don't beat me up. I'm just saying. That's what Virginia and, is. Let's be real. Virginia is purple, more to the burgundy side. As much as we want it to be like rah-rah progressive, because that's what you see on the Twitter politics bubble, right? Like rah-rah, we're so progressive. That's not Virginia. 
as a whole. And when I say people don't listen, people don't listen to outside their bubbles. They just don't. It's hard to hear when you've got a shield around you. So, so I want to respond to that, but you know, I call it um, fusion politics. Um, You know, I think there's a different skill set when people have spent a considerable amount of time in a rural locality, because you know, some of the things I see people in Richmond saying is like, yo, like y'all really, or Northern Virginia, like, yo, y'all yeah, really don't know Virginia. No. <laughs> like, don't. I, I mean, about that when you say that, because some people don't understand that from you. Like, how do you know what rural people want? You, I mean, I'm, what's your background? Farmville, Virginia. Right. And mine is Smithfield, Virginia. Right. In the, in the heart of Virginia, right? Like, you know, and, and general election nights, when you, you're going to look and, you know, you're going to see red, 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 red. Then you're going to see this blue dot in the Literally middle of blue. your map. Yep. And, uh, you know, like that's Prince Edward County. Um, and there was someone on Twitter a few months back was like, wait a minute. How was Prince Edward blue? Like it was like some national map person. Like how is Prince Edward County blue? Mm-hmm. And someone said, uh, and, and he was like, there are no like that's not even a minority majority county. I was like, you know, actually, like there's a long time tradition here. We have a super active Democratic committee, mm-hmm. um, and then some other people are like, oh well, they have two colleges there. You know, if you look at the precincts where the college students vote, those precincts they're Democratic, uh, but they don't have high. High numbers of students. Most of the students, most of the students, well, most of the students register back home. Um, mm-hmm. They can they continue to vote in their home communities, and so, like, I know uh, in 2016 we registered 400 Longwood students, and we were so proud of that. Um, and maybe 100 or 125 voted, wow. and part of that's because like there's this one professor, um, specifically who taxis students to the polls all day long. Her name is Mary Carol Hackett. She calls me her little brother. Um, and she carries students in her red, I don't know if it's a Prius or Prism, like back and forth all day long. Bless but um, so, and, and so it was like, hey, like people are doing this work. Um, but I will say that the thing that I'm really surprised about tonight um, is the sheriff's race. And What's it's that? still early. Uh, Sheriff Irving is up eight points right now. Wow. Uh, no, sorry, 12 points. Only mm. 48% reporting. But you know, it's I early to call, but I'm surprised by that because if you read, I, I mean, I thought I, I thought there, I thought she was the I thought she was the person that could lose because I mean that that mailer that uh, Burnett sent out it yep. hit for a lot of people. It did, and and even though people had no idea that 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 picture was not even a Richmond channel. Yeah, yeah, it it, it did. It hit, and news coverage behind it and around it was <laughs> uh, sensational. We use that word. So it was it's interesting. Like I again, 
I just would like to see, I know one thing I forgot to say, and this, this leads to it. You were talking about, you know, Twitter not being the electorate and people understanding who the electorate are and, and how they may vote. But I think it's also super important that, how do I say this? I mean, so this was something I want to say. Go ahead while I gather my thoughts. Oh, so this one is, uh, I think this is a surprising one. Uh, Delegate Guzman uh, will be the Democratic nominee. She has 54% of the electorate tonight. Mm. Um, Delegate Murphy. It's really interesting. Some of these people I saw, like, super active on Twitter, like, in every other race. And um, like seeing them tonight is really interesting, but. Um, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. I do have a thought, but go ahead. Twitter, a lot of the, you know, people have marked a lot, earmarked a lot of campaign and campaign strategy on Twitter. Yapping, yapping, yapping. And yes, there's only, you know, what'd you say? 23% of Americans are on Twitter. But a lot of the activity, rhetoric, and strategy that y'all employed on Twitter actually hurt your candidates. But, I mean, Fran, that's a case study in itself. But I, I do want right. to say this. Um, my sources are saying that Ibrahim Samira is, uh, you got it. he will not be the Democratic nominee. <gasps> what? Sorry to this man. Man. Mm. And you know, like, there are some really, really, really interesting things that I see on social media. And they'd be like, well, and, and I remember, like, through the whole qualified immunity debacle over the summer when he really dropped the ball, I tweeted something like, but he didn't take Dominion money because that seemed like all that mattered, right? And it's like, come on, man. Like, we got to hold people accountable, right? And in this this purity test of Dominion, the boogeyman, um, like, it, it just got to stop. Like, we, we are hurting ourselves. And, I mean, you can't win statewide without Dominion. Point blank, period. And so, man, let's get to work. Well, I think that's a good place to stop because it's a lot. Any last, any last, uh, last respects, Melissa? before we create this like. episode that's, that's what it feels like because i promise you and i said it on twitter like twitter gonna be eating dump cake tonight and then it tastes like shit a lot of y'all you know got delivered dreams deferred tonight you know and i hate it but here we go oh my and this is an interesting take i'm seeing this okay as folks are seeing who these the nominees are now we're jumping in hands and feet to eagerly support princess blanding who is to get her on the ballot who's running as an independent like this is the type of organization like the that strategy that alone right would have gotten you your nominee in this primary had you organized differently i, I mean listen like I mean, we're we going to see all the 
all the takes in the world come out now, right? Like people long gonna say things like, um, just the people who who were first on the ballot, those are the people who won. That's not true. Mark Heron won, right? right? But the truth of the matter is, like, it was the luck of the draw, right? So for governor, there were three folks who submitted all at 12 p.m. They pulled the names out of the hat. Terry McAuliffe was first. Carol Ford was second. McClellan was third. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many people on the LG side. It was at least those two. May have been all three of them, um, including like Andrew McClellan. Like, it's the luck of the draw. Like, there's nothing else you can do about that. Um, we're going to hear folks say, like, they're going to make all these excuses about people split the votes. Like, that's that's not what I see in the data. Like, 62% is hard. You know, like, we're going to talk about ranked choice voting. It's like, that's not what we see in the data, right? So, no. like, I mean, if, if people want to have conversations based on facts and, like, then we can, like, espouse our own theories and opinions on what has happened, I'm here for it. Like, let's have these conversations. But mm-hmm. if you just want to, like, just throw out anything and just see if it hits the wall, it's like, no, like, like that's not how this works. And, you know, I mean, some of these people on social media, um, <laughs> the nicest way I can say it, y'all don't have the influence that y'all think when y'all oh. just be bashing people because yeah. if that was the case, like, your preferred candidates would you probably would be happy with the results tonight. So, like, like, come on, man. Like, we got to stop just, like, oh, I'm just going to bash this person. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like, okay, I mean, that's your prerogative, man. But I, I'm I'm disappointed in, in some people that I call friends. And, like, hey, like, I know how it feels for your candidate to lose. I was there in November 2016, right? Like, I was there. It... it it, it's a hurting feeling, but at the same time, like, you got to pick it up. You got to keep going. And, like, it's bigger than just one person. And I hope, I hope that candidates come out tonight and say, hey, like, unfortunately, you know, I'm not your nominee. But this was never about me. This is about public service. And I'm going to do everything in my power to continue serving the people that I'm elected to serve or that I once was elected to serve or that I was trying to serve, right. I'm going to do everything in my power to continue to serve you, maybe in another capacity. Hmm. Interesting. We shall see. But, 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 but it's, it ain't about service. People are like, they want it to be about them. And like, that's how we all lose. Fishing for likes and not votes. Maybe that should be the new hashtag. Hashtag too real to fake the phone. I mean, influencers. Have mercy. All right, that's enough. I, I can't because it's uh, I'm having heartburn. Somebody already tweeted us and said they felt sick. I'm child. I need some antacids. I'm getting heartburn because this is a mess. <laughs> if the polls didn't tell you, if the hot takes on Twitter didn't cut it, the voters have spoken. Now let's get to work. Packing. We appreciate your open uh, so i got I one last thing i want to say i got one last thing and and listen what you know i find my way around those expenditures on the uh, <laughs> or, 
on on people's um campaign finance reports. Campaign finance reports very often. Some of the people that y'all are paying, like, stop. Stop. Mm-mm. Because Mm-mm. I mean part of it is the people that we're that, that folks are paying, like they don't know Virginia. Um <gasps> they they don't look like the electorate. <gasps> and it, and like some of these consultants, like they're still in the paycheck. Let's just let, let's just call it what it is. They're still in the paycheck, and and like it gotta stop, man. It gotta stop because I mean I'm gonna stop giving money to candidates and then be like, these are the people that you got working for you. Like, nah, they got. I'm I've seen enough. They I've, seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen and enough. And you said a mouthful. I need somebody send oxygen. Y'all have a y'all have a great night. <laughs> that day that day gospel uh, what they say in church ouch y'all have a blessed and prosperous amen night. amen let the church say amen Okay. Well, All right. Jackie, we appreciate you being on with us tonight. Tell everybody All where right. they can find you and how they connect, can connect with you. I'm the only Jackie Cooper in the whole world. He would be that special. I can't. And right. every year he grows another half an inch. I mean, what a miracle. No, no, no. I didn't grow it for my birthday this year. I did mm-hmm. not. I didn't grow it for my birthday. Don't, don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. Here we go. I can't. All right. I'm out of here, y'all. All right. We appreciate you. All right. Folks, as always, you know what time it is. Flint still has dirty water, and so does New Jersey. And I heard Petersburg does too. So, hmm, might want to check ours because it's right across the river. RPS was fully funded last year, and we're working on this year so that they can, the students can go back to school, you know, in school, in the school building from infinity till beyond. We need that. They need to get back. So let's work on that. And I know it, you know it, we all know it together. Richmond is most certainly still racist, but we're working on it. And Twitter is not real life. Have a good night. My girl bust in the corner, creating the boom. She said, Bitch, I'll fuck you up.